John Harris, can you believe that we're but nine days away from the 2023 draft, one of the most impactful drafts in Houston Texans history? Can you feel the excitement? I'd like to say that I can. Well, I just there's so many things to so many things to do between now and then, though, Drew. That's I'm, I'm like, I, I mean, I'll be excited. I'll be excited Thursday night when it's time. And who knows whether it's time at number two or it's time some other time. I don't know. Um, but I'll be ready to rock uh, seven o'clock on Thursday night after going up on stage. That's going to be fun. The Radio City. Radio City. Uh, it's, that was, that's where it was for a long time. <laughs> no, yeah. Miller out there I'm old theater. enough to have gone to one at Radio City. Yeah. You did. Yeah, that's right. You did go. That yeah. was fun. That was, was 14. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the only one you went to? Only one I went to in New York City. Yeah. 14. And then it was in Chicago two years. And I thought. Chicago nailed it. This, I don't know. I don't want to sound like a chamber of commerce guy, but yeah. Bro, Chicago nailed cities. it. Philly was good. And Nashville uh, was great. Nashville was really, really cool. Arlington. Vegas. How are, how are you going to top Vegas? I don't know. Kansas City, you're you're up, dude. If you were a dude. I'll tell you what would top Vegas, for you in particular, is that the draft pick is actually at the draft. Yes, I've been shut out. So <laughs> last two times, really last three picks that are first rounders, you've got... Uh, Stingley and mm -hmm. Green last year. Yep. Neither of them were at the draft. Right. Nothing in 21 or 20 because the Texans traded those picks for Tunsil. Right. At 19, you had COVID. Titus Howard, but he wasn't in Nashville at the draft either. So it's been mm -hmm. since 17 since I was at a draft oh, for the gosh. Houston Texans first round pick. That's mm -hmm. neither here nor there. Um, because what I want to talk about today is smoke and the notion of smoke. Because, man... For about a month or so, about a month back, all we heard was it's CJ Stroud to the Panthers. They like they have their their type. Mm -hmm. They like tall quarterbacks. That's that. And then over the last week or so, it's totally flipped. And now it's Bryce Young to the Panthers. He's the guy. It's clear. And it's left me thinking, well, what happened? What happened? I mean, <laughs> I know Bryce Young has canceled trips, but he's he's been to Houston. He's been to Carolina yeah that what's that I mean those are the first two teams picking right. I imagine one of those teams is gonna or somebody in the, the top two is good but you know what I'm saying here smoke like because we heard from Casario on Monday and I don't know that we've ever heard anything we've certainly never heard anything on the record from him tipping his hand sure. but I don't know that he's talking to anybody off the record to tip hands either I'm just Maybe all this stuff is true, but it just seems like smoke right now, and I have no idea what the maybe maybe the Texans didn't want a quarterback at all out of these choices. But the notion of smoke—what do you make of smoke? Not necessarily Stroud versus Young versus trading back yeah. versus, but just the idea of information getting out there that may or may not be true, John. Well, you know, there's we would say this all the time. You know, draft picks rise and fall. Well, this guy's rising. This guy's falling. That's but because... it's the tape. It's their game tape. I don't think well, that's true. You know, no. I mean, my my point. In all that is that's all driven by the media. That's all driven. You know, oh, this guy's gotten hot in recent weeks. That's just because you started watching him in April. Doesn't mean you know. It's 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 just a different world on the media. Like once something gets out there, I mean, as soon as Michael Barty put it out there about you know Nick and. A uh, different job and moving to the Patriots and all that again. I mean, it just changed everything. And then there was like, oh, don't be surprised if Texas don't take quarterback at two. And all of a sudden, the odds changed. CJ Stroud's still going on his visit to Carolina. Um, 
he's still going out there. And so Carolina will have met with all the top quarterbacks. And so I don't know that I get a lot coming out of the, um, the Panthers and they're definitely not getting a lot coming out of the Texans. So I, it, there's so much that really, I don't know where it comes from. Um, I don't know where that, that belief is, but it can catch fire. And especially in a situation in which you might be in a city in which there's been talk about a particular player. Like there's been talk about Bryce Young here for a long time. I think once the season started going South, I think people started looking at, okay, quarterbacks, okay, Bryce Young. And he's been the quarterback number one on my board. In fact, when the newest Harris 100 comes out, he will number one overall. Um, And there will be a surprise at two a little bit, Um, but everybody started focusing on Bryce Young and they're like, Whoa, I like Bryce Young. I like Bryce Young. And then CJ Stroud has that game against Georgia. Now people are on CJ Stroud. And it was kind of funny for me in some sense to look back and go, I mean, kind of been watching this whole time, kind of been following it the whole time. Dude was going to get to this point. Now, what you do or don't know, do the Texans or your NFL team, do they like this guy? Do they not like this guy? Well, why should they tell you? Why would they tell you? Why would they even allude to it in any way, shape, or form? Here's a great case. The Panthers. When the Panthers went to C.J. Stroud's uh, pro day, there were about a dozen Panther officials. The Teppers, uh, you had Scott Fitterer, you had Frank Reich, you had Josh McCown, a quarterback's coach. Josh McCown said something about, hey, when you come to Charlotte, we'll, you know, we'll hoop it up. And so everybody took off and ran. Oh, look, listen to what he just said. Oh, he said when you come to Charlotte. Yeah, for his visit. And so the Josh, Panthers, Josh McCown, by the way, is a phenomenal, phenomenal basketball player. Oh, yeah, he's phenomenal, a tremendous like, athlete. 360 yeah, windmill yeah, dunks and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, he's a he's tremendous really, athlete. really good. He went to SMU. I went so to I'm SMU. sure that CJ Stroud, I'm sure CJ Stroud was talking trash. They're talking trash to each other, and so that's the way it went. So when the Panthers put together the video of all these different trips, they made sure to show Will Levis talking to Josh McCown saying the same thing. Hey, man, we'll see you in Charlotte. So, you know, even if you kind of get caught in this – you know, you can kind of backtrack it if you want. I mean, people are going to believe what they want to believe in some sense. I mean, just go to Twitter and just read what people have to say about Twitter. I mean, Twitter's gotten to be just really bad with the way that people react just because it's not the pick or the person that they have had their mind set on the whole time. Well, that's a bad pick because that's not the guy I want. Well, okay. Well, and that's, I don't know, that's thinking that's never really, it's never really charged me up, if you will. Um, and so, you know, if it turns out to not be a quarterback at two, then who is that pick going to be? Is it going to be a trade down from two and just raising the <laughs> excitement level of what could happen? Uh, Peter Schrager put in his mock draft that Texans are trading down from two to four with the Colts, which would be interesting. Um, and they'd add DeForest Buckner. They'd ask DeForest Buckner, which I love Buckner, but he's been in the league for nine years. Um, so I would rather have younger players. I mean, that's where this organization is to have younger players to really bolster the veterans that are here. Now, would I scoff at Buckner? No. Would I scoff at trading with the Colts? Probably. I don't know. I could see that happening, but maybe, um, my buddy, Josh Norris, who did a YouTube show with Josh McCown about quarterbacks, he, his mock, he had the Texans trading with the lions to six. Um, and it kind of goes back to if the Texans are going to trade down, I think it's got to be in that range of somewhere between five to seven with the hope that there are people coming up for quarterbacks and they'll just push the Will Anderson's Tyree Wilson's Jalen Carter's those top notch defensive players down to them, uh, potentially six or seven. And they've picked up additional picks 
whether it's this year, next year, whatever the case might be. So who did Norris have the Texans taking at that sixth spot? I don't recall. I think it was Tyree Wilson. Okay. If I remember correctly, I think it was Tyree Wilson. Putting on a quarterback or what? Take no, 12. I think he took one at 12, if I remember correctly. But I just, the trade, I just remember seeing the trade in particular. And I think, you know, when Nick is asked a question about number two and by Brandon Scott, sports rated 610, he said, hey, anything's possible. He's not saying, yes, we're trading. He's not saying, no, we're not. We're listening. We're listening. We're open and, for listening, not open for business. Open for listening. And if the Texans were sitting at number one, they they need to listen to. You need yeah. to listen at two, at 12, at 33, at 65, and 73, et cetera, et cetera. You get the point. Every single pick, you need to be listening. And that's what Nick said to me when we had our one-on-one on Monday. Mm-hmm. He said, we listen. Absolutely. And will we call? Yeah. Call, listen. You take it all into account. You know, and and maybe you're making some calls right now about two because you want to gauge just what's out there. You just yep. want to gauge whether the offer you got from one other team might be the offer you're looking for. Now, say the Panthers pull an upset and maybe they go with Stroud or they go with Anthony Richardson at one. Do you just fire on Bryce Young and wait, that's that's what we're going with? Or do you continue with the philosophy of we've got to continue to add players and away we go? I I don't know, but I do think there is there's a lot of smoke out there. And the thing is, you think about just smoke in general. You're just trying to kind of sift through it and get through it and get to the other side. And if you go through there quickly, it doesn't bother you that much. But if you get just stuck in it, it's going to bother your eyes. It's going to bother you. So I try not to get caught in the smoke. I try and just blow right through it and just get to the other side and trust what I've evaluated, what I've seen, uh, and then hope that Thursday night, that the Texans end up getting some players here that are coming to impact this team and impact the city, Drew. Okay. Let's we're gonna get we're gonna get uh behind the curtain. We're pulling it back. Oh boy. I've talked, you've talked on this podcast since this like before the season, I think, ended about mock draft simulators. Yep. Especially one in particular, PFN and their mock draft simulator, which mm-hmm. proposes trades. Yes. So Describe your emotions and how they would mesh with the city's emotions if. Okay. I did this with Mark. You and I did this last week too. Okay. Now you're throwing it back at me. You're throwing my game back at me. After the second round concluded. So no, nothing third round beyond. After the second second round round concluded, you had this haul. After trade at 50, you took a running back in Jameer Gibbs. Hold on. Wait, how'd you get to 50? Okay. Okay, all right. At 34, you took defensive tackle Mozzie Smith from Michigan. Okay. One slot ahead at 33, you took a tight end, also a continent from Georgia mm-hmm. in Darnell Washington. Okay. So you I'm got your pass backwards. rusher. You got your pass rusher, okay. your edge guy. At 19, out of Notre Dame, Isaiah Foskey. Oh, you're getting him high. Wow. With the third overall pick and your first pick, you take Bryce Young. Okay, that's your draft. You like that? Yeah. But before you answer that, hold on. Okay. Because on top of all that, what? Well, where were your wide receivers, Drew? What, what happened? Why didn't you get a pass catcher, Drew? Well, I got you Darnell Washington, and Jameer Gibbs can do some things. But you want a wide receiver, John? Mm-hmm. How about DeAndre Hopkins? He's coming home, baby. <laughs> what do you think about that draft? So, obviously, you move back from two to three with Arizona, which never happened, and they okay. give you their second. You swap picks, and they also throw in DeAndre Hopkins. That will never happen. I know this, but I did it for sentimentality. Sure, today. sure. Um, 
I moved back from 12 and took Foskey and picked up another second rounder. So that's how I was able to get Gibbs. That's how we got Smith and Washington and Hopkins. That'd be a fun draft, man. You helped your defense. You helped your offense. And you got your quarterback. Yeah, Foskey's a little early. Is he? So what, you know, why would you not take him that high? I just you don't, think he's a second round guy. Yeah, I think he's a second round guy. I, th- I think as much as I like him, I think there's kind of there's an elite like twitch missing. Oh, okay. I mean, I think he's a really good power end. I think he's a good pass rusher. Uh, I think he he plays the game hard. One of my favorite plays actually in the draft season was against USC. And you watch that Notre Dame USC game and you see Michael Mayer. Mayer made some huge catches yeah. in that game. Caleb Williams just did some stupid things in that game. But there's a play where Williams hits Jordan Addison on a route across the middle and Foskey rushed from the left side. Ball is thrown about 15, 20 yards downfield. Addison catches it and he's trying to navigate. He's trying to run through things. Foskey from his pass rush position doesn't get there, turns and sprints downfield. 25 yards downfield, he absolutely hammers Addison, knocks the ball out, Notre Dame recovers. Yeah. And they, and and USC was about to be, I think they were about in field goal range. And I just remember seeing that, like, that's the kind of thing that NFL scouts, like, okay, we can see whether a guy's a good player or not, those kind of things. But when you see that little extra, I saw this week somebody saying something about Jalen Carter. And look, Jay, there's a lot been said about Jalen Carter. And they're like, I don't think he plays hard. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, against Kentucky in 2021, they're up by 30 points. Four seconds left in the game. Will Levis throws a touchdown. Now they're, now it's like 24 points. They're kicking the extra point. Four seconds left in a game, if that. Carter breaks through and blocks it. Like, he's playing hard till the, I mean, the yeah. la- so anyhow, that, that whole thing. So those things are things that, you know, I'd, I'd like to think scouts pick up. I picked up on it. Like, whoa, where did he come from? Okay. So he got hammered. So I just think it, I think it's a little high now. So wait, wait, is Fossey going to turn into a player? Yeah, I think he will. So then let's do this either or. Okay. Okay. If you, all things being equal, you can only pick one of these two. Just you choose. Okay. Fosky or Lucas Van Ness. I mean, I have Van Ness rated higher, so I would have to say Van Ness. Fosky or Alphabet? Alphabet. Didn't you nickname that guy Alphabet? Oh, Anitami Wadebori. Yeah, didn't you nickname him Alphabet at the senior bowl? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I nicknamed him NWAA because I would write Northwestern AA because I didn't want to write down his whole name, but I've gotten yeah. to where I can say it. Okay. Anitami Wadebori. Yeah. Uh, it's close. I think I have Fosky like one or two spots ahead. Because I think Foskey is a true, like, you know what position he is. Yeah. And Ibuare, you look at and go, mm, I don't know, but I know he can wreck shop. Okay. I was watching uh, Maryland Northwestern because I was watching a corner from uh, Northwestern get a final evaluation on him. And I kept coming back from Northwestern, man. He's incredible. Uh, but I'm going to take Foskey. Foskey. Close. Or Felix from Kansas State. Uh, Felix. Longer. Um, more twitch, really difficult to deal with. Okay. I think Felix uh, Enrique Uzoma. Yeah. I've been practicing all these names. Last one, Bosky or Keon White from Georgia Tech. Keon White. I think Keon White's one of the you best. You guys mocked at 12 in, in yeah. mock draft once. I think, you know, going back and, and you know, watching the senior bowl, watching some of the tape against Georgia, you know, Georgia Tech, I'm not, I haven't soured on him at 12. I just think yeah. that's, a, that's probably a little high. But I do think the athleticism that you get with him, the ability to play him inside, too, helps. I mean, that guy used to be a tight end. So it does make some sense. They turn him into defensive end. But he's 
He's fun to watch. He's really fun to watch. Yeah, I take Keon over Foskey. Okay, last one. I said that was the last one. This is the last one. Okay, Foskey or Nolan Smith out of Georgia. It's like comparing. It's like comparing green apples and Macintosh apples. Like they're apples in that they're both edge rushers. Yeah, but they're just different kinds. Right. Uh, I like green apples, which means I like Nolan Smith. Okay. I like no. I have, I have Smith ready to hire. It's just that athleticism is like. I mean, my my goodness, <laughs> that athleticism pops yeah. when you see Nolan Smith. Now, I do think there are some things he's got to improve as a pass rusher. Um, he's he's got to have a little bit more of a repertoire of moves, but when he strings moves together, or he's just off the ball, one, two, three, three steps and throw a move. He's really tough to deal with. Where he gets caught is when he goes right down the middle of a, a lineman. Then he's thinking, "I'm gonna make." No, you gotta, you gotta have that plan in place. You gotta get on the edge, um, and really use that speed and quickness to force the tackle, to show hands, to commit one way, and then you go the other way. But Smith has the opportunity to do that, and so hopefully that's where he's gonna end up going soon. All right, let's, so I'm going Smith over Foskey. Smith over Foskey. Let's end with this. Okay. Texans go into this draft with five picks in the first two days so round one two okay. and three texans, right now it's 2 12 33 65 73 yeah okay texans will exit texans will walk home friday night with how many picks in those first two or three rounds or or you think they're getting they're moving around huh i think they'll move around i don't uh i think there's a potential of packaging some of the even the picks in the hundreds and maybe moving up in the third round or moving up in a second, that gap between 33 and 65, I could see them moving up in that gap. That, in fact, was something they did last year with, with Mechie. They were seven, they were somewhere in the 70s, 80s, I think, and they got up to 44 to get Mechie. They did it in the third round to go get Nico in 21. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like there's that sweet spot, that gap, and I feel like the gap, if there is one, is in between 33 and 65. So... Um, I could see them maybe maybe moving up between 33 and 65, maybe packaging 75 and 60 or 65 and 73 to move up. But that's kind of where I feel like maybe there's a little bit of a soft spot. And I think there's really good value in that spot. That's where, you know, if you get to the 50, 51, you could get Foskey there. Um, but you could hope to get Foskey there. I think you get uh, Adia Barre from Northwestern. We just talked about you get him there. I don't think you get Keon White there, but if you got a little bit higher into the 40s, you might be able to get him if he falls. Um, I don't see that. I I think 33 would be your spot if you wanted to get a guy like Keon White. But I kind of feel like that 50 range, there's something that they could could, uh, move up from 65, 73 and do that. All right. The book on Nick Casario so far, and it's a thin book because he's only been here. This will be his third draft. Right. But the book so far says he's going to move because first draft in 21, he made two trades just during draft weekend last year. He made four draft weekend <laughs> trades. So that's so now average it's by either my eight, three. Yeah, it's eight that he's going to make if we're just you know continuing to go with the trend there. So yeah, I'm not, I mean he's he said it. I mean it's not you know people talk about this. I hear this a lot about Nick. Well, he's trading a trade. I'm like no, mm-hmm. not really. When he traded up, he went to go get Nico. When he traded up, he went to go get Mechie. It's just unfortunate that Mechie uh, wasn't able to play last year. But hopefully we're going to see. John here, hopefully soon, mm-hmm. um, he gets cleared by his leukemia doctors and he can get back on a field and he'll be that much further removed from the ACL tear that he had against Georgia in the SEC championship game in 21. So he's moved up and there has been movement up for a reason. There's a player they have targeted um, 
and they've done that the last couple of years for that reason. They've traded down, obviously, last year from 13 to 15, and they were able to take whatever draft lanyard they got and use that to move up to go get Mechie. So um, they're able to do, and they they probably would have taken Kenyon at 13 and they not found a trade-down partner, more than likely. So they were able to, to get Kenyon and John Mechie, which I, I love the way that works in a draft, and I love the way that, that Nick has done that. So eight trades, here we go. Let's do it, Nick. I asked him, I put him on the spot. I said, you have 12 picks. I said, what's the chance that you make all 12 picks at the exact spot you have them? And he just laughed. And I was like, yeah, I figured. I figured that's not happening. Not going to happen at all. But we'll be back next time. Next week, just days away from the draft on In the Lab. Thank you so much.